Hello and happy BlizzCon. This is Will Harrison with Essence of Azeroth coming to you from the night of night one at BlizzCon 2023. It is nine, almost nine o'clock Eastern time. All of the reveals have been laid bare in front of us for every game, but especially World of Warcraft, which if you as I balance my audio here. If you were following along, then you were hit with a treasure trove of new information. Um, good news, if you were worried about the speculation of tall dwarves, have no fear. These dwarves are normal size and nowhere to be seen except as an allied race. And instead, we had new daddy of daddies, replacement daddy for daddy, daddy Jeff Kaplan, uh, daddy Chris Metzer coming out, telling everybody a good... <laughs> good good night story assuaging our fears and giving us not one but three expansions to world of warcraft dear god and it's very funny because i was i was writing about this stuff for my day job at esports.gg so i kind of had two hats on because i'm trying to enjoy the press conference and just the deluge of information that's coming out but at the same time i'm very quickly trying to like roll back multiple YouTube video feeds of the ceremony to transcribe stuff and to write things down and to, to keep track of all of it. And guess what? Uh, that's all really hard to juggle. And I wrote a lot today, um, which, but on the plus side, that means we have a lot to talk about in regards to lore. So if you need a catch up real quick, um, I'll just blaze through the, the finer points and then we'll talk about the things that I think are interesting. And the first being that, as Chris Metzen described it, we are coming to the end of the first 20 years of World of Warcraft as a story. How he described it, that this these next three expansions, which have been dubbed the World Soul Saga, are going to close that chapter of WoW and introduce us to a new chapter uh, that will cover the next 20 years because we're going to be playing this fucking game until we are old and decrepit, which I actually made a reference to, which we love. And what we were revealed to see was more information than I think I was expecting. Um, we have three flavors of War World of Warcraft available at the tap. The first being World of Warcraft, The War Within, which will be the next expansion and will take us to a brand new continent to the west of Pandaria. So if you were looking to figure out where this new content takes place for chunk number one, there you go. I'm sure we'll get a... I wouldn't be surprised if we got an updated map by the end of the weekend, which would be great. And in this expansion, we will be going to war with the Nerubians, the last Nerubians who had laid dormant since the fall of the Black Empire biding their time deep underground the earth and have been rallied by none other than our former friend of a dagger turned enemy of an Azafrir, Zalatoth, who has arisen as the first harbinger for the Void Lords and has used the black blood of the old gods to offer the Nerubians, uh, much in the way that Azara was offered, a chance to rule once again and has offered them evolution in the form of alchemical mixtures made with the blood of the old gods to morph them. Um, and in most cases, it turns them kind of similar to the Naga, 
um, and the fact that they are brought to be very humanoid. Um, you can actually check out some of the um, sketches from the deep dive earlier today, which I highly recommend because they did like size comparisons for some of the new enemies that are all Nerubian based. And that stuff is very cool. So we will be going to war with the Nerubians who are beginning to rise up from their former slumber uh, deep down in what will be the final zone of War Within, like the max level zone of... Which I can tell you here, I had my... I had all my stuff pulled up and then I lost it. Um, if you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We'll get there eventually. Ozkahet, or Ajkahet, which, if you are familiar with Nerubian naming conventions, is very similar to what we saw in Northrend. And what's interesting is that the society built by the Nerubians is quite advanced. You know, their capital city is literally built on top of the ruins and remains of each generation when it begins to crumble. So they've essentially built this ever-growing spire that has created a caste system where the lowest Nerubians, the scavengers, toil in the grime and the filth and the muck at the bottom. And at the top are the ones who are wealthy or in power. And they specifically said during the during the ceremony that these are wealthy Nerubians. They, they have made their living in the the bazaars of of uh, Azkahet. So it is an extremely advanced society, uh, one that has advanced over time. And as we know about the Nerubians from the Arthas episode, um, have always tended to flee, but were actually quite organized and quite plentiful and were always more. Like it's entirely possible that if they had a different mindset, they could have overran Azeroth by themselves. And now they've been given that power to help further the Void Lords uh, through Zalatoth, who has come back. She has full form. She honestly looks a lot like the Windrunner sisters, which makes sense in this case because of the three characters that are highlighted as the heroes of the story. One of them is Illyria Windrunner, the Windrunner sister who isn't undead or covered in the power of the Void. The former Alliance General has risen up once more to take her place and to bring Anduin back into the fold, and I cannot recommend enough to go check out the cinematic for A War Within. It is hands down the best looking thing that the Blizzard team has ever done and is probably the best cinematic, only second to the initial Wrath of the Lich King uh, cinematic. And I cannot give them enough credit for how beautifully this all comes together. Anduin has aged in this time, and he's looking like a very... Well, I saw one person describe him as a rough-looking Hemsworth brother. I think he looks kind of like Chris Pine from the Star Trek reboots. But he's got some age on him. He's seen some things. He's been wandering the world, and we see him. He's sitting out in Silithus, um, 
still very much a wreck from what happened to him in Shadowlands, where he was possessed by the Jailer and forced to do awful things, and felt the, the power of the Holy Light leave him. And as he tells Thrall, who appears, Thrall returns as he tries to bring Anduin back to the fold, and he tells him, the light left me. And that part is really interesting, but what's also interesting is that they are both seeing visions from an unknown entity, which obviously we, the reader, the viewer, know that it's the world soul of Azeroth trying to speak out to them because Azeroth is sensing true danger for its well-being. Because ultimately, the thing that the Void Lords and Zalatoth want to accomplish is the corruption of the Azerothian world soul. That is the goal, because that soul turned into a dark titan will be unstoppable and will usher in the end of everything. So go check out the the cinematic. It's fantastic. Um, and speaking of fantastic, everything they showed just looks amazing. We have a series of new zones that are kind of stacked up on top of one another, and they'll be connected in the same way that you could travel through Zerlet Caverns, and we'll be using a new form of the dragon riding, um, because now they're going to be opening that those mechanics up to more mounts. And added bonus, if you pre-ordered the heroic or epic edition of War Within, like I did today, you get the Algarian Stormrider mount, which allows you to use uh, dragon riding. Like, I immediately popped it open in Valdraken, and boom, was right there. Uh, it had a limited number of vigor, but I think it's because I hadn't spec'd it yet. But otherwise, it works just like a dragon riding mount does, and that's really cool. It didn't work in Old World yet, though. I don't know if that's something they're going to open up or not, but I guess we'll see. And on top of that, and there's this very cool, like, stacking of zones, and you'll be going down and down deeper, um, with the, the main capital being the Isle of Dorne, which is ran by the Titan-forged uh, Earthen, who I think were originally the rumor the rumored uh, t tall dwarves, so to speak. Instead, we will get an allied race for the... I don't know if it's just for the Alliance or if it's for the Alliance and the Horde, but we will be playing as uh, the Earthen, which is fascinating. These are the Titan Forge creations who were not affected by the Curse of the Flesh, the ones who went to Dune Algaz and came out unscathed. And that is really interesting, but I also hope this means that we're going to be getting a second allied race. My true hope is that the Nerubians will become the second allied race for the Horde, because the story being told is a story of class divide. And much like how Ajara's rule in Najjatar was fought against by um, the undersea goblins, here, not all the Nerubians are on board with this alchemical mixture and evolution. And it's created a splintered group that is fighting back against this queen who will be the main raid boss of the eight boss raid facing players when they make their way to Azkahet, um, which will cap off the first chunk of expansion. And along the way, we also get eight new dungeons that are all set in the, in the new areas, and also a new open world dungeon crawl mechanic that's being called a Delves, which will feature story-driven evergreen NPC characters who you will level up and will tell a story as you go and also help you. And the first one's going to be, I believe they said Bran. Bran's Bronzebeard, and you'll be able, he'll have his own talent tree. 
finally. And that also came on the heels of the new Warband feature, which I think is probably the most exciting thing for a lot of us, where all of your characters will basically share their items. Uh, transmogs, banks, crafting materials, achievements, reputations. Finally, after 20 years, you will not have to individually grind the Netherwing race uh, faction ever again on multiple characters. It's done. We're good to go. That is all extremely exciting. Um, and the last thing, which is something I actually called uh, in our Discord for Essence of Azeroth, which you can join if you go subscribe at any level to our Patreon and you can get access and talk to me whenever you want. Doesn't that sound great? Isn't that worth money? Clearly. You can go subscribe over at patreon.com slash Essence of Azeroth. And one of the things I was talking about is that I really wish that they had a hero class function for each class, and we're kind of getting that. Uh, there's going to be a new hero talents tree available in three specs for each class. Do you want to turn your hunter into a dark ranger? You can do that. Uh, they gave some other examples. I believe they mentioned a dark seer, and there's other things going on. And considering that WoW Classic is getting uh, warlocks as tanks. That might be something we see for warlocks too. They also mentioned mages as healers. So they're trying new things with the classes and I think that's really interesting. So we're going to have that to look at and if that would have been all they showed and announced, I would have been happy. But we also get to see further into the future of what this World Soul saga is going to be. And Metzen mentions that the release schedule for content going forward is going to be much faster and snappier. So I wonder if these expansions are actually going to be truncated and probably release quicker, but they won't have as long of a shelf life. Dragonflight might actually be a really good example where Dragonflight got about a year. Um, and then we're on to the next. And speaking of on to the next, we will next for the second part of the Worlds of Saga be going to World of Warcraft Midnight. And the first of really exciting news we're going to be going back to the old world. We're going to be delving into the Isle of Quel'Thalas to fight the forces of the Void that are now taking over and coming out into the world and looking to find a way to corrupt uh, Azeroth. And that's all we got about that other than a really cool looking logo and some information like going back to Quel'Thalas, I'm hoping that means that we're going to get a revised Sunwell raid. And if that had been enough... I would have been thrilled, but no, they weren't done. They weren't done cooking. Um, the third part, the third and final part of the World Soul Saga, World of Warcraft, The Last Titan, it's finally happening. We're going back to Northrend. We're going to be seeing a new Northrend post Wrath of the Lich King and seeing how it's developed and trying to summon back the spirits of the Titans to Old War in order to mount an offensive to save Azeroth and to keep its corruption from happening. Um, as a lore fan, that is just like 20 times of exciting. And I can't wrap my head around it. Like, I'm glad they announced it, but it's almost too much information. And on top of that, I'm left with another question from the cinematic, where Thrall and Anduin are very clearly out in Sylvus because they reference like, hey, this sword was thrown at a target, but what? 
And that is an interesting hypothesis because that was thrown there by Sargeras, who is still alive and kicking and locked away by a friend Illidan. So once again, I'm going to call my shot. I said this a couple of episodes ago. I said it um, in the Discord. I think that the forces of Azeroth facing eradication and corruption are going to have to turn to Sargeras and say, hey, we don't agree. The only thing we agree on is that we don't want to face utter eradication, um, which is true. Sargeras doesn't want the bringing of nothingness. He wants to raise the universe, to restart it, to give it a chance to cleanse the corruption. He doesn't want the corruption to win. So I can see a scenario where the heroes of Azeroth have to go to Sargeras and make a deal with the devil to keep Azeroth from being corrupted. But in turn, they may have to show that, hey, Azeroth hasn't been corrupted yet. Because that was always Sargeras' thing, is like, hey, it's kind of like the movie Minority Report. Uh, he's trying to eliminate thought crime. If there's a potential for being corrupted, then he was going to destroy it, and he failed. But it also brings about an interesting point of how he knew where to throw his giant-ass sword in Silithus. And has that revealed something? Are we going to be heading back to Silithus? Are we going to be heading into Ankiraj? Like, those are just questions that I have, but they're exciting ones nonetheless. I completely trust Chris Metzen's vision. He is the crafter of WoW lore. He is its father. We are all his children, and now Daddy is back. Uh, I did have a brief moment of laughing during all of this, because I think one way or another, they probably would have had Metzen come back to write this thing, because ultimately it's his. And also, as longtime fans of the show know, I love saying that everything starts with the Titans, and in this case, it literally is starting with and ending with the Titans. But the thing that's really interesting about this is this is going to be the end of a chapter for WoW, and then we're going to move on to something else, new adventures or something, and we don't know. Like, it was just nice to hear that a commitment to World of Warcraft is being made because this year's BlizzCon was definitely all about Warcraft in all its forms. And that's exciting. And sure, I didn't get my Heroes of the Storm uh, announcement, but I'm still huffing the copium. I think it's going to happen, and that's great. Um, real quick before we go, I asked some of our uh, Discord users their thoughts on today's proceedings. And includes some comments, such as our most recent subscribee, uh, Calcus, who is at BlizzCon and is actually uh, procuring some merch for me that you will see in the future that I'm very excited about. And he says, World Soul Saga is very exciting to me. It's the first time we see an actual plan in place, which is true. Hopefully this creates some continuity between expansions. But then he says, I am a little worried that at the conclusion that this will somehow mean the end of WoW, which they said is not the case. So we're good there. Uh, and that's really exciting. Um, everything is really cool, and it was interesting to see Zalatoth be brought back. Like, we're not, I'm not used to, as a recent, like a fan of WoW in the recent times, of story hooks being brought back like that. So that feels really good. Um, 
I'm excited. Like, I think you have to be excited. Um, they also talked greatly about how they don't want expansion features to feel like they get left in the past and how they become antiquated. I'm looking at you, archaeology. Um, so their design philosophy going forward is things that affect the overall nature of World of Warcraft and are things they can carry forward. And I'm excited all across the board. Um, we're going to get more information tomorrow. There's lots of BlizzCon still going on. There's a new character in Overwatch, uh, Maga, the new tank, who is actually playable right freaking now. And he's not very good, but he's fun. So I think we'll take that. Has a ton of personality, is very much Maui from Moana. He even has a quote uh, emote where he says, you're welcome, and flashes the, the smile, and it's very funny. Um, the announcement of duos play for Hearthstone's Battlegrounds, with Cho'Gall being a two-player hero. That's really cool. Um, WoW Classic got some stuff that I will play, but I don't really care about. <laughs> Uh, the Season of Discovery, which is going to introduce some interesting progressive play and some new twists on some old things in Classic. And sadly, the biggest letdown for me is Kata Classic, which had a really good trailer. I'll give them that. It was interesting. I I don't know if I want Cataclysm Classic, but we'll give it a shot. And speaking of giving a shot, I'm going to go play more World, more uh, Overwatch now. So stick around, Essence of Azeroth, for more information coming up. Um, no rested XP this Monday since we're doing this now. And hopefully in the next two weeks, new episode covering the DC Comics World of Warcraft series. So be sure to be ready for that. If you haven't already, follow me on Spotify and give us a five-star rating. Uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Consider giving us a written review there. Like, I see those things. And you know what? They are a real motivating factor to keeping me engaged. And it's nice to see. And it helps our placement. And we're already one of the top World of Warcraft podcasts in the world. Let's keep that motivation going. Let's, let's keep the ball rolling. And until then, uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Enjoy the rest of BlizzCon. Have a great weekend. And we will talk soon.